we're back after a uh, unannounced and unplanned hiatus. No, I haven't seen that. The show where I watch a movie that I've never seen that the rest of the known universe already has is the show that we're doing right now. It's the show that we're doing right now. <laughs> and, and who are you? And I'm Cody, the one who hasn't seen the movie. And I am Sam, the one that probably has seen the movie. <laughs> and I'm Samantha. I might have seen the movie. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. All right. So yeah, it's been a while since we've done this show. I think the last time we did this was back in January. <laughs> and uh, we said that uh, we were going to do Harry when Harry met Sally next. Well, no. You know. We all decided that sounds terrible. That sounds like a terrible idea. We'll save that for next February. Uh, so what movie are we doing this time around? Chariots of Fire. I mean, Streets of Fire. <laughs> Streets of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of a this is kind of a stretch, I'll admit, mostly because uh, not only has Cody not seen it, there's a good chunk of the people out there that also haven't seen it. Um, this is probably the furthest outside of our like show parameters that we're gonna get. But I wanted to bring this up one because I think everyone it's a wonderful movie. I think everyone should see it, and two, it informed a lot of movies that preceded it. And this was done in like '84, I think, and it uh, a lot. We haven't seen the movie yet. You're going to see a lot of things in this that pop up in other movies, as well as video games, which is good, right? Yeah. I mean, it already sounds like Streets of Rage. Yeah. So, so um, we're looking at the poster here, and I think this is something that we used to do. Cody, judging solely by this poster or cut off bit of poster that we found. <laughs> the small section of poster. Yeah. What do you think this movie is about? Uh, well, it looks like a proto man album cover mm -hmm. so uh probably a group of people standing up against some sort of authority uh in the streets um that are also on fire <laughs> <laughs> like so, some sort of trench coat and a shotgun it looks like uh a blade runner with yeah. shotguns yeah <laughs> <laughs> so judging by this what uh and specifically the the style of dress and the cars in the background what era do you think this is going to take place in uh, like a 80s feature. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, like an alternate 80s. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you can glean from from this poster? Not really. Okay. I, I mean, it does say a rock and roll fable underneath the title, so maybe maybe music will save the day. Okay. Is the shotgun a guitar? You know, I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> Is this guitar man? <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, so yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and take. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what this thing on the side is that I think it's supposed to be a, like a theater marquee light, but it also kind of looks like an alien. Yeah, it does kind of look like either or. And again, <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil anything for you. I will say this movie was directed by Walter Hill. Do you know that name at all? No. Nope. Okay. Well, then I'm not gonna spoil it for you. <laughs> no, no. He's the Warriors guy. He's right? yeah. He's the he's the guy Which who I've, did the Warriors. I've never seen the Warriors. You've never seen either. the Warriors either. Okay. Well, then this is gonna be a whole new experience. I thought you had seen the Warriors. No, I have not. Oh wow, that movie should have watched that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll uh, no, we'll we'll stick with this one for now. But uh, uh, do you want to go ahead and go watch this movie? Yeah, let's let's get down to it. All right. I'll be coming for her, and I'll be coming for you too. Sure, you will. And I'll be waiting. You are about to enter a world 
unlike any you've ever seen before. Where rock and roll is king. The only law is a loaded gun. Where the beautiful. Stay and see the show, it's really good. The brutal. I want Tom Cody. And the brave all meet. From now on, it's for real. In Streets of Fire. Pictures presents Michael Paré, Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, and Amy Madigan in a Walter Hill film, Streets of Fire. All right, so we just finished watching the movie. Uh, first impressions, Cody. It was really cool. Yeah. Really awesome movie. I don't... <laughs> a lot of cool fights, exploding motorcycles. A lot of exploding motorcycles, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Never have too many. <laughs> So uh, so yeah, why don't you why don't you sum up the the movie in kind of you know a kind of a quick summary? A dude's ex girlfriend who's a singer got kidnapped and he went and got her back. Yeah, that's <laughs> like basically that's basically it. Yeah, the yeah. plot is super thin. And then when they get her back, then the bad guys come back to you know try to get her again, try to beat up the dude. Yeah, and then they don't. And then they don't. <laughs> yeah. and then he wins. Yeah, end of movie. Yeah, yeah. Not not terribly complicated, but it's cool when everything looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, so um, as I was saying while we were watching the movie, the plot is kind of paper thin. This movie is definitely more visuals over... Uh, visuals and, and independent scenes. Yeah, it had all over... the plot it really needed. Yeah. <laughs> I think it had a really cool just tone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very moody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the reason why I was asking you when, beforehand what, when this movie was set, you you got it half right. Yeah. It's it's fifties eighties mashup. Yeah, alternate history. It's like if if you ask someone from the fifties what the eighties would look like, kinda kinda sort of. They would have said like flying probably cars. Some, yeah, Jetsons. But well, but well, not the Jetsons because they didn't exist yet. But something probably along those lines. Something like that. But yeah, it's like it's a really interesting mashup. A lot of neon and a lot of classic cars and stuff. It's a dystopian fifties. Yeah, kind of. it kind of is. Yeah. The dirty 50s. <laughs> the dirty 50s. Yeah. And it all seems to take place in like one street. Yeah. So, uh, again, there's not a whole lot of plot to go over, but uh, we can start going over major characters, see what we thought of them. The the main character had a cool last name. 
<laughs> and Cody, what was that? Uh, it was Cody. <laughs> he was a real jerk ass. He, yeah, he is. He is not. He was almost the definition of anti-hero. Yeah, like a real kind of kind of piece of shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like like they were going for like a lovable jackass. Kind yeah, of, but they did. They kind no. of missed it. Yeah, they kind of missed the mark on that. And he uh, has no intonation in his voice or is able to emote. <laughs> Everything is just very serious and down here. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I'm not doing his voice route right. Everything's very down here. Everyone, everyone in the movie talk like they're on an old like radio show. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you one thing, Cody. You got to get out of town. <laughs> There's a name for that. I can't remember what it is. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's a term for that kind of speech, and I do not remember what it is. But every character in this movie had it, and it, every it, single it one gives it a cool tone. It does, it's a yeah, cool vibe. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I guess who would be the next? McCoy. 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 We could talk about McCoy quite a bit. She's my favorite. Even, yeah, McCoy. Even with that cool. terrible hat. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that awesome leather ball cap she has? <laughs> she wears like for the whole movie. Yeah. Ex soldier sidekick, sidekick, lady sidekick, which is cool. Yeah, you don't see that very often. And also, probably a lesbian. More than likely, I mean, oh, yeah. she's pretty much coded that way. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, how many action movies can you name where there's a, a lesbian sidekick? Yeah, she's like more than competent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone. That's the one thing in this movie. Everyone has their role, but everyone is incredibly competent. Like, there's really no comic relief, like, goofball side character. The closest is Rick Moranis. And even he's not, and even he's not, he's not funny. Yeah. Funny things kind of happen to him a little bit, but it's all kind of situational and not very funny in the grand scheme. It was Double Dragon, uh, but the 50s. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, this movie was a direct inspiration for um, Streets of Rage. Like, to the, down to the point where the main character, one of the three characters in that game is named Cody. Yeah, that's Final Fight. Oh, Final Fight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been saying Streets of Rage. I meant I've been meaning Final Fight. Every time I say Streets of Rage, <laughs> I mean fi- Final Fight. I mean Final Fight. I mean, they're very similar games. You can yeah. very easily make that mistake. Yeah, but no, this the Final Fight was very much directly pulled from. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All this movie was missing was a Mike Hagar. Uh, Kind of, yeah. <laughs> But Cody in Final Fight very much looks like Tom Cody in this mm-hmm. movie. Oh, he does. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, we talk, We brushed on Rick Moranis' character very briefly, the sleazy new boyfriend of Ellen Aim, and also the um, like manager, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Ellen Aim is a really cool name. That's a really yeah. cool name. Yeah. 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 Really cool name. Really cool look, I, th- I think. Very, yeah. very striking. Very cool look. Everything in this movie looks cool. Like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> Weirdly reminds me of Little Shop. Yeah. It's very Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. You'd think, yeah, it's almost like Skid Row's like two ro- like streets over or yeah. something. The same kind of situation. Yeah. Um, I know we, we keep saying everything looks cool. There's one thing that maybe doesn't look cool. <laughs> hey, Sam- awesome? hey, Samantha. Hey, Samantha. <laughs> yeah, what was what, your favorite part? What was your favorite part of this movie? <laughs> Willem Dafoe in Leather... Hip waiters. <laughs> Almost like a shirtless. Vi- yeah. Just completely topless. Just like these weird, like leather, like hip waiters. Oh, yeah. They go up to the nipples. <laughs> Way past. <laughs> Way past. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> My fave. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Willem Dafoe <laughs> was in this film. It looks like he really messed up his American Mary cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was Willeming it up. Oh, Will- yeah. Willeming it up. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about this movie. There's a ton of actors that were in this kind of before they really kind of became a big name. Like, uh, Diane Lane was uh, Ellen Aim, and she was like 18 or 19 when they filmed this. She was really young. Willem Dafoe was really young. Like, oh, I think yeah. I think this is the youngest I can remember seeing Willem Dafoe <laughs> in a film. He kind of looks like... The creepy Jer- baby face. He looks yeah. like Jared Leto's Joker. He, a little bit. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah. You know, actually sitting and watching it, I was kind of thinking that theory that the Leto's Joker isn't the real Joker is a poser Joker. What if Willem Dafoe is the real, the Joker. real Joker that, that Leto's Joker was like... <laughs> basing his that, that stick would be off awesome of if yeah played the joker <laughs> that would be super great but no this movie had uh rick moranis like i said in a really young young role playing a different role he wasn't you he know, wasn't a nerd he wasn't a, a lovable nerd he was still like kind of a nerd He's but not dressed like one yeah. He's dressed like one yeah but yeah he was a jerk yeah <laughs> yeah he was the sleazeball jerk manager <laughs> Yeah, um, let's see, some of the other actors in this. Uh, E.G. Daly, who uh, was Dottie in uh, uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse and also the voice of Tommy from uh, uh, Rugrats. Rugrats, among other things. Nice, nice. But no, she had a, she had a bit part. Um, uh, the gosh. chief from the... Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn Thigpen was in it uh, briefly. And... Um, the reason why I was kind of bummed that you hadn't seen the the Warriors. This movie was done after the Warriors, and there are a lot of callbacks from oh, the Warriors for to some this. Reason I was thinking this was before the Warriors. No, I, I believe this was after. You know, I'll look it up real quick. But I believe this was after the Warriors. You're probably right. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Warriors was '79. This was '84. Huh. Yeah. Um, the reason the couple of tie-ins was uh, Lynn Thigpen was like a narrator in. The Warriors, she's a, a late night DJ that's like um, kind of detailing where the Warriors are at throughout the city. So you and you just see her mouth and the she's just credited it as the voice. And it's really cool. The He's other DJ Professor K. <laughs> the other. Yeah. The other uh, tie in was um, Tom Cody's sister, Reva, uh, was a major actress character in The Warriors. Um, actually, it's the film that she got her start in and. um that plus the Warriors had a very similar feel. It was like dystopian 70s and uh, a lot of the gangs, gangs with uh, specific themes, which was present in this movie quite a bit. You're out of the gang. You're not fitting the theme. Yeah, you're not leather enough. <laughs> but uh, but no, um, this movies. I love it. It's one of my it's one of my favorite films. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Loved it. yeah. Um, would you be surprised if I told you that this was originally planned as a trilogy? It seems like it had more to, more to say. Yeah, yeah they yeah. had stories left in that universe. It was uh, the the original plan was to follow Tom Cody through two other movies. And it was the Ballad of Tom Cody. <laughs> the Ballad of Tom yeah. Cody. Would it also surprise you if I said that this movie did not make its budget back? <laughs> no. Yeah, it did not do very well in theaters, and that's why it never. That's why no one knows about it. That's why it never um, got its sequels. Although it has a kind of sequel. Sort of. Uh, a couple years ago, a guy, a director named uh, Albert Pune, um, mostly known for like uh, 
low budget films. Uh, he actually did pioneered. He's actually credited as pioneering the um, cyborg human chasing people down craze of the eighties. <laughs> he's the guy who did cyborg with Jean-Claude Van Damme. He also directed Captain America, but not the one you're thinking of <laughs> the one with the foam ears, <laughs> the one where Captain America constantly says, could you please pull over? I'm going to be sick before stealing cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Pune direct, uh, directed a movie called uh, um, Road to Hell, and it was uh, starring Michael Perret, the guy who played Tom Cody, as a character named Cody. <laughs> Featured a character named Ellen, not no last name given. A character named McCoy, no last name given. It is as close to a sequel to this movie set 20 years later that as they, they can legally as could. they can legally get. <laughs> so so yeah, so there are enough people that rec- that remember this film to do that. Um, what you think of music? It was all right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Like, it fit the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> vaguely Proto Man esque. Yeah. <laughs> it needed more guitar. I think there wasn't enough rad guitar yeah not enough rad guitar i'll, uh, I'll agree with that needed a little more queen in there yeah just, from what little proto man i've heard it just seems like they just ripped off those two songs yeah <laughs> like completely <laughs> nowhere fast streets of fire you and me were going nowhere slowly and we gotta get away from the Light up the night, the Proto Men. Well, the um, the whole idea of this movie was it was supposed to be uh, music based around music without it being a musical. And I think at times the music, like the, the Ellen Aim act at the beginning and the end fit perfectly. But I think some of the bits in the center, in the middle where like they're like wistfully thinking about the past and there's, it cuts to a music video that was shot. Yeah. That was kind of just thrown in at the last second. It kind of didn't fit quite as much. And it was like really short too. It's like they were yeah. starting a music video, and he's like, "Oh, I'm done daydreaming now." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I think that this film um, would have benefited by having a director that was a music video director. I oh, think. Yeah. I think um, that kind of visual would be a boon to this. Like you said before, we we started watching the movie. Um, this is the kind of movie that if Zack Snyder wanted to remake it do a remake his uh filmic sensibilities and his style would be perfect for this kind of film and i think this movie could be remade yeah i i think a lot of the music parts were a lot of the same reused shots over and over again yeah and again that, that comes from walter hill not being a music video director yeah. not knowing how to stage a good scene and not a good music video 
Like, like the one at the end is almost identical to the one at the beginning to the point where you start to wonder if it's a time it's, loop. Yeah. She's going to yeah. get kidnapped again. Right. Well, well, she's wearing a different costume in that scene and that's it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it could have benefited from a music video director. Absolutely. Did you feel that maybe the uh, part with the Sorrells was kind of tacked on at the very end? Like the, like the third act or right before the third act when they got on the bus with the other music act and they met E.G. Daly and that just kind of seemed just kind of... It kind of felt like like they're just stretching they're it. This padding movie isn't it. long enough. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing this movie needed was uh, another pass at editing. Yeah. 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 It, there, there's a good 20, 25 minutes that probably could have been trimmed out and not like in big chunks, but like a second here, a second there to kind of tighten it up. Yeah. They did They did really well with the small amount of space they had because it was clearly shot on like one block. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. But it still looked cool. Like the all the L-Train... Uh, pillars mm-hmm. made it have a cool look, which I was. I'm like, this is Chicago, and it isn't it? It, it, it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It was filmed in Chicago mostly. I used to film so many movies there. I know, right? Yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned uh, show alum leaving yet. <laughs> he shows up in this movie. That's weird that we've had him twice. Yeah, we've had yeah. two films with with actor leaving. <laughs> He's like our mascot. Now. <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah. We should try to get him on the show. Yeah. Interview leaving. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, Could formulate some sort of out, uh, outro line with leaving. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week because right now we're, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. They're perfect. Perfect. Oh, no. So what did you think of the, the um, final fight, the climactic battle? Between uh, Raven Shaddix. <laughs> Raven Shaddix. Yeah, they don't say his whole name. I think they say his whole name once in the movie. But yeah, it's Raven Shaddix versus Tom Cody. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of sucked, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Swinging. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the fighting wasn't really all that great. No, it was uh the gun. Like, again, it's like static shots are cool. Like when he's shooting the gun yeah. and blowing up a million motorcycles <laughs> constantly. But the actual fight choreography is kind of not great. Yeah, it was very close up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of like the chaos, the scenes when chaos is happening and people are mm-hmm. running around, those are really good. Those are really Really cool. captured the energy of, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit's going down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the I expected more punching. Yeah, yeah, you would think. It's true. No, this movie, for as little as Tom Cody spoke, this movie is extremely verbose there's a lot of talking yeah there there actually is yeah it's good dialogue it is snappy, good dialogue. Mm-hmm. snappy good dialogue yeah and it does break the bechtel test yeah it does, it does pass, pass it it does pass the bechtel test just barely just just a tiny bit i noticed later there she was asking about the songs too well, that's yeah, true that yeah I, I did catch that too yeah so there you go so twice yeah <laughs> actually more than a little bit <laughs> i think Technically, it's supposed to be for over three minutes. But... Oh. oh, well, then we, it, it uh, might have been close. Than most, though. Yeah. 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 Especially and for the time. For the time the film was made, for the time it was supposed to be set in, and the style, like, there's a very serious, you know, style that they were going for. And, yeah. So, um, yeah, what would you think of Tom Cody punching out 
<laughs> Ella name there at the end. Uh, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they make out later, like you do. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he negs her, and then they yeah. make out, and then he punches her out. And then they make out again. And then they make out again. Just stay away, girl. And, yeah. then, and then he leaves in the middle of her concert. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had That's to beat rude. the rush. He had to beat the rush. Yeah. He yeah. didn't want to get caught in the traffic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so I'm going to take a little bit of time here. We're going to go through just a few things on IMDb trivia because that's a thing I always do with this, yeah. with these shows. I'm glad he didn't end up with her at the end. That would have been awful. That Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the movie ended probably the way it really should. The, yeah. The, for the story they were going for, yeah. It would have been really hollow if they would have stuck together, even if you look past all of the awful, awful stuff <laughs> yeah. that Tom Cody did to uh, Ellen Aim. You think she had to perform with like a black eye? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason why this movie is called Streets of Fire is because it was original. Motorcycles. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, no, it makes it would make sense, but no. Streets of Fire is the name of a Bruce Springsteen song off of one of his albums, huh. um, "Darkness on the Edge of Town." Um, they couldn't get the rights. They had the rights until Springsteen heard that they were going to re-record it with the actors singing oh, oh, yeah. and pulled the rights to his song saying, nope. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, that's understandable. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is it because of all the motorcycles on fire? <laughs> yeah. That would make sense, though. Yeah. Maybe they added those couple of scenes in yeah. just to kind of justify the name of the movie after that. Okay. So it, uh, Ellen Aim. Do you think Diane Lane was doing her own singing? No. You would be correct. No, she doesn't. Uh, no, her her singing was performed by a singer named Lori Sargent, and the band The Attackers was actually her backup band. She was in a band called Face to Face at the time, and she did she did cover covered like most of it. Let's see who? What else has Lori Sargent done? Let me look at it real quick. Yeah, mostly just she's just a singer. She was just. Um, I'm trying to find some of the in, the interesting ones because some of these are like, well, I mean. the cameraman's third cousin removed was Tom Hanks's nephew. <laughs> Barry. Yeah, Barry Hanks. <laughs> um, let's see. The dancer at Torchy's was Jennifer Beals' dance double in Flashdance. <laughs> you know, the one with the leather short uh, skirt. Yeah. That disappeared during that scene somehow. <laughs> Somebody just yanks it off and <laughs> just keeps going in their full body fishnet <laughs> deal. Like you do. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this movie was a strong influence on Bubblegum Crisis, the anime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I can see that. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a pretty good anime, too. Yeah, from what I've seen. Okay. So, how much of Bubblegum Crisis have you seen? Uh, just like three or four episodes. Okay. Is there, do you rec- recognize something called Pris and the Replicants? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the beginning of the first episode, that act was modeled after uh, yeah, the, first, uh, the yeah. first shot of this film. And the song, uh, I'm not going to say the name because it's, I'm not going to get it correct. And the fourth episode uh, is nearly identical to um, the beginning song. Like their songs are almost similar too. So a lot of, yeah. We need to watch more Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a, of cool aesthetics, that show has some great old anime look. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. You know, I'm not an anime guy. I, it's it is clear and on record that I'm not an anime <laughs> man, but uh, I I've heard that's really cool. 
Torchies, the uh, the bar was also seen in another Walter Hill movie, Forty Eight Hours, which was uh, Eddie Murphy and um, and he ha- he has to saw off his arm in a yeah, that's exactly what it is <laughs> in a, a canyon. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kathy Griffin was an extra in the concert scenes. <laughs> Fun fact. At least that's what she's saying. <laughs> and at least she claims to be. Yeah, anyway, not, not that yeah. you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, she's the redheaded one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's really not much else like on IMDb's like trivia page. Riveting radio. I get it. I understand. <laughs> but uh I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I I really I really do. This is a really good film that I wish got a little more I think it's I think it's gaining enough of a cult yeah, kind it, of thing. It's it's almost like it's where Clue was maybe ten years ago. Where it needs to be up there with like uh, they live and yeah. Uh, I had a better example, but I lost it, and then I thought about they live, <laughs> which I love that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's a shame you've seen that one already. Yeah, that would have been a good double feature for this. But uh, yeah, no. Um, oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's a... very much yeah, 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 for sure. So, would you guys recommend this movie to other people to check out? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, our streak of finding th- movies that that you like is like still going strong. Yeah, we we haven't watched one yet that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this was really cool. Yeah. You know, if you like this kind of thing, you're you're gonna enjoy this movie. Yeah. Well, cool. So, how do we end these shows? I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, we talk about what movie we're going to watch next, and then we don't and, watch and then we that don't. One. Okay, so what movie do we want to say we we're, we're going to watch next, and then not? Uh, next, next uh, we, yeah, we're going to watch Encino Man. Encino Man? Okay, all right, I dig it. Yeah, we'll get some Brendan Fraser up in here. <laughs> Buddy. We should do one that you probably won't like. We really yeah, should. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. Really, it just kind of made me think of, let me like, Biodome or something oh, man. really dumb. Are you sure? Are you sure you wouldn't like Biodome? I don't know. It's been I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But uh, what's the other the other Poly Shore one? Is um, it their son-in-law? Their son-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we could get Carrot Top's chairman of the board that, up in well, here. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Carrot Top's chairman of the board. <laughs> uh, well, that'll be a special episode because I haven't seen that one either. So. <laughs> So you heard it here. Next episode, <laughs> Carrot Top's chairman of the board. But no, what if we do do that one? Oh, no. <laughs> you can't say it because then we won't do it. Uh, we'll figure something out for next time. It's, Young it's cool. Young, yeah. I've never, what? what? That's a movie, isn't it? What? Young Einstein. I thought that's like a baby's thing. Little Einstein? That's, that's Little Einstein. <laughs> We're going to watch Little Einstein next time. <laughs> gonna watch a little Einstein. No, there's a movie called young einstein or something something like that i have no idea what you're talking look about you know what? i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna look it up i think it's a yahoo serious movie oh no <laughs> little we're gonna watch little einsteins next week yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> oh my god it. and it is starring yahoo serious <laughs> oh i remember it now they used to play it on comedy central yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. i haven't I don't think I've seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, so oh. kind of. next week we're going to watch Young Einstein. Young Einstein. Yahoo, Yahoo Serious. Directed and starring Yahoo <laughs> Serious. Oh, no. 
Oh, right. So, uh, so yeah, you can uh, check us out over on iTunes uh, and Stitcher, I think. I think it's on Stitcher now. I should have put it on Stitcher. If it's not on Stitcher, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can email us, uh, staff at nerdoverload.com, Facebook, Nerd Overload Radio, at nerd underscore overload on Twitter. We should probably make a Twitter for this We probably show. should. Well, you know, it's, we only do a show every five or six months, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, um, we'll see you next time, yeah. right? I'll see you next time, but for now, we are leaving. <laughs> Flying